I'm at my happiest when I'm on stage making people laugh and I can see their reactions. And then people come to me after and like, thank me. That's when I'm at my happiest where I know I'm like doing some kind of a service. I'm at my happiest when I'm on stage killing is, is what yeah. it is. Welcome to For a Living. I'm your host, Lauren Perry Carrera. On today's episode, I speak with Steph Tolev, a stand-up and sketch comedian. She is incredibly successful in the comedy world, having won the Canadian Comedy Award for Best Female Stand-Up. She was a finalist in SiriusXM's Next Top Comic, and recently became a paid regular at the world-famous Comedy Store in Los Angeles. Well, welcome. Excited to have you on. Really thrilled Thanks that we uh, we can chat. And you're you got a lot going on. What's so? What is this big? It's not big. big. I said big. Or... It's not big. I, I'm well. I have a big showcase tomorrow night uh, that I was supposed to keep secret, so I shouldn't be yapping about that. But I'm filming something for Comedy Central tomorrow. A um a like a mini mock doc thing. My my strep throat also is not contagious anymore. I asked the doctor. Okay. When you've had it for this long, it's not contagious. Like I've had it for two weeks, and he's like, "No, you're past contagious." Um, and I'm on crazy high meds right now. So Jesus. I should be, yeah. He's like, you're going to get diarrhea. I'm like, like, I already don't have diarrhea. I'm like, who doesn't? I'm, I'm a comedian in Los Angeles. We all have diarrhea. We're all pooping our pants. It's, it's mm-hmm. fine. It's just a normal occurrence. Well, why don't you start by kind of like, tell us, you know, what do you do for a living and how did you, how did you get into it in the first place? Uh, I am a stand-up comedian and it is my full-time job. Uh, I also do, I also act and do voice work as well. How I got into it, um, in, I'm from Canada. I live in LA now, but I was uh, living in Canada at the time. And when I was in high school, I started doing like, you know, funny roles and plays and stuff. And I wanted to be an actress. I was like, I'm going to get into acting. And then uh, both my drama teachers were like, I think you should try stand up. And I was like, oh. and then uh, I auditioned for this. I auditioned for five or four acting programs in Canada. Didn't get any of them. Thank you so much, Ryerson University, for making me pay $50 and not... Uh, <laughs> Not, not getting me in the program. And then there was one program called Humber College. It's a comedy writing and performance program. And that's the only thing I got into. So I was like, well, I guess I'm a comedian. So uh, <laughs> I did that. And um, and that's how it started. I, I've been doing it since I was 18 years old. And I'm now, I don't know how old I am, but I've been doing it for uh, 18 years. Almost 18 years. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing since you're only like 25. So I don't really, math doesn't I'm add up. I'm uh, <laughs> 25. Yeah. No, I'm 36. I don't give a fuck. I always say my age. I'm 36. But I mean, it's, yeah, when you start in Canada too, it's, you know, the, the ceiling's a bit lower there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like you hit the ceiling kind of whenever. So you have to, most people move if they want to pursue a, I mean, people in Canada are doing well anyways, but I think it's, you got to move to the States or England or something to kind of mm. push it a little further, especially because I want to do more acting stuff. Got you. So now in your career, do you feel like you're more focused on the comedy stuff or the acting stuff or just a little bit of both? Uh, I think it's both. It's both. I'm also like, I, I write, so I'm pitching my own stuff. Um, so yeah, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot. You can't just do one thing. I got a podcast. I'm acting. I'm doing voice. I'm doing sketch. I'm doing TikTok. I'm like, when does it end? I'm performing live. <laughs> it's like, it's so many things. It's so many things into one. I'm writing like a new special. Like it's a lot, it's a lot going on. Yeah, a woman of many talents. It must be hard. You have a lot, sure, you have sure, a lot sure. of things. That's awesome. So I guess like, did you ever think about going into a more like corporate traditional route or were you always like, I'm going to do something in the arts, you know, acting, comedy? Um, No, I, when I was really young, I wanted to be a nurse. Hmm. I don't know what that was. That was a very strange 
choice in my life. And then for a while there, I wanted to be a radio host. I don't know why. <laughs> or like a sports announcer. I don't know. And I also, I mumble so badly. I'm like, I would have been the worst. I want to be, I ideally want to be a hockey announcer. And I was like, just because I talk fast, but I was like, I make no sense. I mumble. I'm like, no one will know what the fuck I was saying at any time. Um, but I, I, I think my parent, my mom uh, teaches Highland dancing and Scottish dancing with the kilts and the bagpipes. Very yeah, cool, cool. life. No one's Scottish, my family. Um, but my mom wanted me to take over her dancing studio for a long time. So when I was in high school, I started teaching for my mom, like the younger kids. And I was, I was actually pretty good. I was bad. So like that, I mean, it's not a corporate route, but it was definitely not the route that I, you know, I, I, I didn't see, I guess when I was like younger, I didn't really know what I wanted to be. But once I got into high school, it was more apparent that I need to be performing. Yeah, that's so funny with the Highland dancing. I actually grew up doing competitive Irish dancing. So kind of oh. similar. You and, know the life then. Yeah, and, it was Yeah, and no one in my family is Irish. So yeah. it's kind of... That's like, what? literally very similar. And so did you compete like on the weekends and stuff? Yeah, all the time. It was my whole life growing up from yeah. like three yeah. to 16 would yeah. go international. Yeah. yeah. Yes, in my whole what? life. Every weekend I had no friends. I had <laughs> yeah. zero friends. I only like... had dancing friends. We traveled every single yeah. weekend. We'd go to Scotland every year for the world championships. I was never in them as bad. But yeah. Oh my God. That's yeah. yeah. Literally we would, my family, we would like be going to Ireland on the weekend just for like a competition yeah. and I'd be like, bye. I'm like in first grade, like going off to Ireland. Yeah. Goodbye. Everyone. Were you good? I, I, I was pretty good. I always like to say that I peaked early. I was, Dave, uh, I peaked at nine. <laughs> that was when you you really hit your stride yeah. in your, in yeah. your Highland dancing career. Yeah. I was, I would say about 12, what was I? 10 or 12 when I, I won, I won the nationals, my big oh, claim to fame. Oh, that's big. Not to you flex. <laughs> no, then, that's a big flex. Yeah. Th- then I was kind of shit after that. And so, you know, I eventually gave up because I was like, uh-huh. if I can't be the star, then I don't want to do this. It's <laughs> also, there's no money. What is there money in Irish dancing? Absolutely no not. Yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. Everyone be like, oh, you get sponsorships, you get prize money. I'm like, oh, you just get like a, know. like a plaque or like a crystal. Yeah. That's it. That's, that's exactly <laughs> it. I mean, they started paying, like you'd get money for like when you're older like just for like the awards but like unless you I, I was bad so I'd get like 16 bucks I'm like well this is, I'm not, what the fuck am I paying with this <laughs> yeah you got to invest it I guess uh, yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna do with that that is so funny okay so it sounds like I mean it sounds like maybe your parents too weren't in sort of like a, a corporate trajectory so when you were like okay no. I want to I want to go into the arts I want to be you know comedian were they like cool sounds sounds good oh no, they didn't find me funny they were very confused they're like what are you doing and I was like I'm a comedian they're like I'm not You've never been funny once in your life. I don't know what you're saying. My mom uh, started her own dancing studio when she was 21 years old. So she got what it was like to do an unconventional job. And my dad worked for um, the hydro, like the electrical company in, in Canada. And so he was like, I guess, more of a corporate job. Like that was like a nine to five, like whatever. But I guess, yeah, they weren't, they weren't thrilled. <laughs> I guess they were really confused. And it's also, they know it's a hard job. They were like, We'll support you, but you know, this is not, why are you picking this? Especially when you've never once made us laugh. It took them a while, I think, to realize. They were supportive, but it took them a while to actually think I was funny. Yeah. They think I'm funny now. Okay. So you've, you've proven to them the I've harshest critics, them, yeah. it sounds like. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you know you've made it. Damn. Yeah. Well, that's, that's something I'm wondering is like, how do you know you're funny? Like, I, and how did you decide that you're like, yeah, I'm funny enough to be a comedian? Like, what's the here's, barrier? Here's how, what I think. Because I, I think there's a lot of people out there who are not funny, who think they're funny. I Also, people are always like, oh, I could be a comedian. You don't have to be a comedian to be funny. My funniest friends are not comedians. My sister is the funniest person I know. Not a comedian. Never wants to be a comedian. Never ever once thought funniest person. People tell her she's funny all the time. She never was like, I don't want to do that. People, I feel like I, I broke out of my shell when I was in grade eight. I got like really 
I like I was like quiet before then. Then I was all of a sudden like a maniac. And then I was like, everyone told me I was funny. It wasn't just like I'm funny. It was like everywhere I went, every like I started doing like plays in high school, and then all the teachers, even the teachers, were like, "You're really funny." And I was like, "What?" And then it got to the point where like all of my teachers, like my career class, like you got to do stand up. Everyone told me to stand up. Everyone told me I was funny. That's why I got into it. When I see people up there who aren't funny who are not funny in person or funny on stage. I'm like, how, who, what are you doing up there? Who put you up there? A, a million people told me I was funny. Like it was so many that I was like, oh, I guess I'm funny. It was that kind of thing. Like people are always like, oh, my coworker said it's funny. Sure, great. I'm sure Bill had a real funny thing to say about his tuna sandwich. Doesn't mean he's funny and should do comedy. <laughs> it's, it's, so, it's so insane. I think you have to naturally inherently be funny. And I think that comes from like, whatever your childhood or whatever, whatever it is, but like, I don't think you can teach funny. I think you are just a funny person. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel like that makes sense. I think it's what I struggle with because like I, so I think I'm funny. I don't know. But like Most I, people are funny. <laughs> most people Most have a good sense of humor. Funny. Right, but yeah. I feel like I am funny in situations. Like I, I can like, crack a good joke or make something funny. But if I, like I've, I've dabbled in the idea of like, maybe I should go into comedy. I'm like, okay, let me just sit down and try to write something. Like not funny at all. Like it's really hard to just create content I feel like so like what do you think yeah. like that's different right like it's very it is very hard also like people I guess they just see like the big comedians they like on stage and think oh this is hilarious I feel like it's you're just seeing the shiny lights and whatever stand-up is so much time and effort it's not just like you can go on stage and do note mic I have done I don't even I wish I kept a tally of how many shows I've done like I am on stage almost every single night and I'm wow. still bombing like, it's not like even when you get big, you're not, no, I'm saying big, like even when it's your career, I'm like, I ate shit a couple weeks ago. Fast. <laughs> really? Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still eating shit. Like it's still happening. It's like, you're still trying on new material all the time. You're still like finding your voice and like, I, I just find it like insane when people can just be like, yeah, I want, I can be a comedian. It, it is so hard. And it's like, it's not soft, especially now with TikTok and like Instagram. It's like, I right now, like I can show you my friggin' my whiteboard is all like, all oh, like wow. ideas and like I'm just sitting here like every my, every morning I wake up I'm like okay gotta film something today like I already have an idea for I'm gonna film a reel after this I have to do self tape and then I gotta film a TikTok it's like it's crazy is is your mind has to work in like a million different ways at yeah this point. you're like constantly trying to think of funny things I feel like that's a lot of pressure that's that's harder than like a a corporate job where you're just kind of like sitting down and doing you know pushing papers oh. around it's like you have to constantly exercise your brain to think yes. about what could I put out there that people are going to like. And you're getting judged nonstop. Like the second I walk on stage, not only am I a woman, that's also a whole, women are funny. So men are like, Ooh, and even women are like judging me on the fact that I'm a woman trying to be funny, trying to be funny. And then, and then the fact that I'd be funny, I might joke has to be funny. So it's like, there's, it's so like, you're not going into the fucking office and being like, oh, Joan better be funny to better have a good uh, riff in the conference room or she's fired. It's like, no. And it's like, if I bomb on stage, I'm not going back to that club. I'm not going to get work there. Like I can't, you can't be off. And yeah. it's like really fucked up. Like, especially like when something fucked happens or like some, like someone dies or you're having like, you know, you're going through a hard time. And then you're like, like I, I had a friend of mine pass away kind of recently and on the way, it's fine on the way there was it's fine but on the way, it was on the way to perform. And my mom called me like so-and-so passed away. And I was like, I have to go oh. on stage in 10 minutes. And I was just oh like, God. bit of a cry in the car. And so it's like, and it's like, there's no other job where you have to always be funny. Right. And always be on. Like Pull it together. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, that's intense. I mean, what, so what does it entail to bomb? Like, what does that look like? Like, how would you define? It, I honestly can't define it for, for like people with like normal jobs. I, I actually can't, I can't really define it. Cause it's like, it's such a bad feeling. And still to this day, like some comics get like 
kind of used to it and I go, whatever, who cares? And like, let it roll off their back. I take it really personally still. And I'm like, it's my fault. I, cause it's like, I've done these jokes before. I know they work. Maybe it's the way I said them. I said them differently. I didn't read the crowd properly or I like, so then I get like really, like I was just in, in Dubai for 10 days. Did not do well in Dubai. Did not have a fun time. Very, oh yeah. I don't think they're used to the female comics and um, oh. my comedy is also in really in your face. So they were like, oh, we don't like this woman. We don't like that. Get this woman out of here. Oh yeah, they really did not like me there. We'll not be performing in Dubai again. Um, well, if they don't think you're funny, like, you know, they don't need them. I'm like, I'm not going there. I can go to places. <laughs> North America finds me funny. I'll stay here. Um, oh, stop. Timer, stop. Timer, stop. Oh, what do we got? We're negative. We don't have COVID. We're negative. Woo, the, let's go. Yeah, that's yeah, amazing. I mean, that's, that is what this says. We can do a little proof. Live, there. ladies and gentlemen, she is negative for I COVID. I did not have COVID. Right, oh my we, God. Do, do these work? We don't know. We'll find out. Uh, yeah, it's like we'll the accuracy of like a home pregnancy test. I don't, it, I don't know. Can I we rely on that? Yeah? I think they do work. Yeah, okay. I, I mean, they've always worked for me. <laughs> okay. Well, that's great. Good. Never had a baby. Um, but yeah, Never I think, had COVID. I, yeah. No, exactly. Here we go. <laughs> I think, I think it is like, I don't know what it would be equivalent to be like, maybe like, I know people are scared of like public speaking. Mm -hmm. I guess it's that like dream where you get on stage and you have the public speaking and, you're like, and nothing's coming out of your mouth and you're like panicked. Like, it's just like a, it's, it's so bad. It, like you, it, I can't really explain it. It's just like, you feel like shit. You feel, it's also like you're getting judged and you're like, oh, and then you're almost like proving to everybody. Oh yeah. Women aren't funny. Or, oh yeah. She's not funny. Cause it's like, you're just, you're not funny. Like you're, you're not. Yeah. It's, it's very, it's, and I can't get out of, a, a bad set unless I have another good set like very close mm -hmm. after so I my manager was in town last week last Monday I took her to show did not do well and then I was like I gotta I, I gotta get another set like you have to see me do another show before you leave and she didn't see me then I had another show that was eh, okay right after that and then I was like I'm not funny anymore and then you go down this like planet of like why am I doing this why whoever said I was funny like it's really wild and then I had a good set and now I'm normal again but yeah, you have to like get back on the horse. Yes, yes. Jeez, do you ever feel like you're like carrying the weight of like the female comedy on the on your back? You know what I mean? Like, are you like you feel sometimes. like you have to represent like females? Yeah, sometimes I do, and it's like, I, and I like representing females. Like, I I love being a female comic. I love being a woman. I would never change it for anything else. But it's like it's still shit that it's it exists. Like it's still like it's so hilarious how like every video I post, it's either I'm fat and ugly or it's that I'm not funny. And it's like, get a new line, right? Get something, get creative, at least like comment on my appearance and be original instead <laughs> of your fun, ugly. All right, cool. Like, I don't big whoop. I don't care what you think. Like, it's so wild how that stigma is still out there. And this is why my example of people, when they say women are funny, I go, well, how many female comics have you seen? Normally when you go to a show, there's one, maybe two females on a lineup. Yep. Say you don't find those two particularly funny, but there's eight men on the show. You probably found one or two funny, but there were so many more men that you leave the show and you're like, well, the women are shit, but like there's already also shit men, but you've just seen less females. So you're comparing, I, I don't know who started it. Whoever started that years ago, maybe it was Jesus Christ started the rumor. that <laughs> Blame it all on Jesus. I'm going to blame everything on Jesus. Um, but it's really, I just think there's less of us. So you're just comparing it to a smaller pool. Yeah. No, I mean, that's just, it's just statistics. It's just math. I mean, that's it's, just... also, it's also men being bitches being like, oh, she thinks she's, but you have no idea how many men, I, I try not to say I'm a comedian on my dating apps anymore. Oh, how many men you think you're funny? I know I'm funny. Yeah. I get I, paid. <laughs> I, I pay for my two bedroom apartment that I live in on my own with my comedy money. Yes, I am funny. 
I have a golden retriever. I am a funny person. I can afford to have a normal life. Like, I don't, I, yeah, I do. I, I, you think I am. I am funny. I, there's no think. Like, it's right. crazy that, that it's still that, like, also, you think I'm going to suck your dick after? Am I allowed to swear on this podcast? Oh, yeah. Oh, please. Like, suck your dick. <laughs> <laughs> Just, it's been bleeps the whole time. No, let her in. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, you think I'm going to suck your dick after you're like, you think you're funny? You think I'm going to suck your dick? Like, what, what is this? It's this weird bravado, like men think they're funnier and they should be funnier and women aren't funny and whatever the hell. I mean, but like, like, what is it about? Like, why are we so afraid of like vagina possessing people being funny? Like, what, like, what is that? I don't why? know. I don't, here, I always use this quote. It was from Oprah Winfrey and it's my favorite quote. She said, women are afraid of men murdering them and men are afraid of women laughing at them. <laughs> and I'm like, it's true. It's literally true. Like, we're, that's what we're terrified of. They're scared of being laughed at. We're like, no, please put the knife away. Like what, like what the hell? <laughs> yeah. I mean, do, do you ever get bothered by the phrase like female comedian? Cause I feel like, like people always reference like, oh yeah, she's a female comedian. Like, do you ever hear anyone describe, you know, oh, he's a male comedian. Like, you know, it's kind no. of like a. Oh yeah. Oh no, never. And, and the worst is getting brought up on stage. Next up, a lady. What? Okay. A woman. Like, that isn't like the next woman coming to stage. Why? The next comedian. It's I, I, anyone who asks me what I want my like intro to be. I'm like, just say next comedian. Don't right. say I'm a woman. Cause it's like, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter anyways, but it's like, it's weird that you're already putting like, you didn't say there was a male comedian coming on stage. Why would you say I'm a woman coming? It doesn't matter. It's a comedian coming on stage. Right. It's very, it's a very strange stigma. That's still, it's getting better, a little bit better, but excuse me. I just burped. Um, <laughs> I'm disgusting. I'm burping. I have to have COVID. It's like a whole it's thing. Okay. <laughs> infection. I, I, I'm, I'm the grossest person alive. You know, you're, you're relatable. You're relatable. That's... Yeah. 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 Sure. <laughs> mullet, I look insane right now. Wait, yeah. I, so what is your personal brand of comedy? Cause I would say that like from, from my viewing of your TikToks and your shows, like it seems, I would say you're, you're pretty sort of relatable. Is that how you yeah, describe it? I would say, yeah, I, I definitely know I'm more relatable towards women, but I hate when guys are like, I had this one guy, oh my God, my cousin was dating this guy years ago. Thank God he broke up. He came out to me after a show and, and I just did like very well. Like I had a very, very, very good set and I was like feeling good. And he walked up, he goes, a lot of vagina stuff. <laughs> I guess it's funny, but I can't relate. I'm like, you can't, what the fuck are you talking about? You care? Who cares? So when men talk about their penises, I'm like, no, can't listen. I don't know what's going on. Like, <laughs> if it's funny, it's funny. It doesn't matter if you can't fucking you don't have that fucking piece of anatomy. It doesn't make any sense. Um, I, I think I'm like, I would call myself self-deprecating, honest, um, maybe a little little in your face, a little raunchy, a little raunchy. I'm definitely raunchy. But yeah, I think I think it's relatable. I like to like, you know, talk about, I also talk about a lot of real things that happen to me. I'm not, I don't ever make up a story. Sometimes I say things you're like, whoa, that was made up. Like, actually that happened to me. Like, I don't know what to tell you. That was a real thing. That happened, like a man bit my neck mole off once during sex. Um, what? Oh yeah, but I had to get surgically removed the next day. People are like, that didn't happen. I'm like, I can literally show you the photo of the before and after of my mole. It is no longer there. Like, why would I make this up? Like, I, why, like, that's also so crazy to even make up. Like, why would I, like, what a cool story a man bit my mole off. Like, why would I, why would I say that out loud if it wasn't real? Wow, that is yeah. a really unique experience though. <laughs> but that's the thing. That's also why I started doing stand-up because like, crazy things always happen to me. Like if I'm outside and there's like a nutto on the sidewalk, they'll walk directly up to me and ignore everybody else on the sidewalk. They'll be like, they'll like center me out. I have like a weird energy or something that like people are drawn. It's very interesting. It's a blessing and a curse, I guess. I mean, more content for the shows. So that's great. <laughs> what is like the area in your life that you feel like you draw most of your like content from or your creativity from? Um, I, I think it's, it's mostly like my personal life. Like I try to like, 
try to be somebody who like leaves the house a lot and actually gets experience. Like a, a lot of it's about dating. I wish it wasn't truly. Everyone's like, people always ask me, I'm on the apps for material. I would love to find uh, a husband and settle down. Truly I would. Uh, but like, I keep crazy things just keep happening to me on these apps or like weird dates or like weird things. And I, I just like, I, I think I, most of my stuff is from real life. My sketch and like imp, sketch and like TikTok stuff. I'm like, I don't know. That kind of just like roams around my head. And I think if I like see something, I'm like, oh, that, or like a weird memory will pop up. I'm like, oh, I can do something with that. Like, but yeah, I don't really, I don't know exactly what, where it just it roams around my head. It just comes from, it comes from yeah. <laughs> the depths of your brain. It comes from the depths of the sea, which is my brain, which is a well. Um, yeah. Oh, I mean, that's great. What What's like your weirdest dating experience that you've had? Weirdest? Um, huh. Weirdest. Well, the moon was bad. Um, that's, that should be up there. Well, this is this is a one that's very that just happened. Not my weirdest, but like uh, this. I don't. This guy's probably listening to this too because he's creeping me out. Uh, this guy came on real strong, real strong. Like on over text. Like I was like, oh, I'm blocking him. Like very freaked out. Blocked him two weeks ago. He added me on Instagram last night. I never gave him my last name. I never told him anything that much about me because I was like, oh, he's crazy. Like right away saying like, yeah. come over now, kiss, come over now, kiss you here, come over. It was like, why? Oh, 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 it wasn't good. And now he's following me on Instagram. I'm like, huh. How'd we'll you find plays me? Out. Yeah, I was like, how'd you find me? Also, clearly I blocked you. Right. Your, your, your texts are no longer going through. Your yeah. phone number has been blocked. <laughs> why would you pursue this woman? Very strange. Cannot take a hint. I love I love that. I love awesome. when men are like, thank you for telling me exactly what you want and don't want. I'm going to choose to ignore that now and yes. do the opposite. <laughs> Literally. There was a guy that I had the worst sex of my life with like kind of recently and he left his sweater here and I was like, you got to get your sweater. I need you to leave. And he kept be like, oh, I'll come over and get it tonight. I'm like, no, you can't come over at night. I'll just, I'll hand it to you. Like, it was like, yeah. I said so many times I would just hand it to you over the fence. And then finally he's like, all right, showering, be right over and send me a dick pic. And I was like, I'm seeing somebody. I don't know what to tell you. I'm not. I just lied because I didn't want him in my house. And he's like, right. Really, I don't believe you. What? What? Get the. I, I should have just been like, I hate you, and I never want to see you again. Like, I'm like, I was trying to be nice about it, but I'm like, no, I'm just gonna bluntly be like, you're grossing me out. No. Yeah. I like, also keep talking about this, so he'll hopefully hear hear the podcast. But no. I, lo- I love that you have a public forum to like roast men, so maybe like that'll prevent them from doing stupid shit. Oh, you you know what? You think so? So I'm currently <laughs> getting ghosted by a man, a fan. He reached out to me. We talked for three months straight. Every day. Wow. Phone call, FaceTime, met his family on FaceTime. Crazy. Three months straight. He has now not texted me back in two weeks. And I'm like, have you not seen my Instagram and my TikTok? If he doesn't think I'm doing an entire mockumentary on men ghosting about him with his real name, he's out of his mind. He's <laughs> li- Thomas, you're out of your mind. I don't know what to tell you. Like, why would you? Are you insane? And I like specifically was like, I just, I just don't like to be ghosted. I'm like, look, I'm like, as a performer, as a comedian, we get, we get like, I, I have worse things happen to me. Like I'll be on hold for a role. I don't get it. I think when it gets something, I don't get it. I showcase something, I don't get it. Like I get rejection all the time. I'm getting rejected not every single day of the week. I get rejected. You think you saying to me is, I don't want to see you anymore. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. Like, just fucking I, tell I, me. I, tell me. Jeez, Thomas. Thomas? If you're listening. Oh, Thomas. Oh, Thomas. Thomas is Thomas has made an enemy and it's not good. I'm a bad also, I'm a bad enemy. Yeah. You don't think I'm gonna bluntly dress up like you 
and do a full bit. You're crazy. You're insane to not think I would do that. Oh my God. I love it though. Use your power. Be like, yeah, if, if you fuck with me, I will publicly call you out to all yeah. of my fans and followers. They will That's all know. That's exactly what I'm going to do. Yeah. I love that. That's very Taylor Swift of you. That's. I mean, it's also like, fuck you. Yeah. Will Literally. I take him? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I will <laughs> take his Instagram handle. Yeah, I don't care. Make sure he sees it. Don't care. Ooh, savage. I love that though. I, I really am. That's fucking great though. That's really great. Is there anything in your content that's like off, like you would never touch like stuff that's not like, you know, you're not I willing mean, to talk I, about? I mean, I don't do politics or race stuff because I, I like enough people are talking about it. And I also just don't, it's not like, I, I, I just don't think about it. Not that I don't think about it, but like, I just don't, I'd rather just talk about stuff that personally I can, that happens to me personally. Like I, I like to be very, I'm very honest on stage, sometimes too honest. Um, so I think I just try to stick to like stuff that I know and that I can, you know, back up rather than me like talking about politics. I don't know. I don't even know what a Republican is. I'm really stupid. Like I'm a stupid person. I'm Canadian and I'm dumb. I don't get politics. So I'm like, thank God I can't vote here because I don't know what I would do. Um, no, I would not vote for Trump. But, you know, I, I think stick to what you know. You know what I mean, yeah. and what, what comes natural. I don't want to ever force something like, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I kind of I happen to agree with that. I mean, it's tough. Like, I think of like Dave Chappelle, like I fucking love Dave, Ch Dave Chappelle, but he's really dabbled into like the political arena where I'm like, I just, maybe he's just stick to the funny stuff, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely taken a bit of a turn here. It's it's an interesting mm -hmm. thing to watch. Yeah, I have. I still haven't watched any of his new stuff. I'm just like, <clears throat> yeah, I could. I don't need to, but. Right. Are there any comedians that you like, uh, you look up to, you know, that inspire you or you do you try to like, because I could also imagine if you watch too much of like other people's comedy, it would like kind of like get in your head about like your own stuff. Yeah, I, I always thought that like growing up. And I also, I don't watch too much comedy. Like I watch comedy TV shows, but I don't watch a lot of specials. Not because of that, but mostly because I see stand up every night. All right. I do is watch stand-up comedy. I don't want to come home and be like, more comedy. I'm like, I want to come home and watch Law & Order SVU Ooh. and picture <laughs> Elliot Stabler undressing me with his eyes. Um, <laughs> and by eyes, I mean hands. But I, I, I don't, I need to come home and get away from that for a second. I can't. But yeah, I have like Deb Giovanni, I don't know if you know her, she's Canadian comedian, she's hilarious. John Doerr, also Canadian, he's hilarious. Um, those are my go-to two that I always say. They're both very funny and silly and honest and nice. And I like them a lot. And they're Canadian. Do you ever, when you're watching other people's stand up, like, you know, the same set, are you like, like, like that sucked or like, you know, you try not to be judgmental or. Oh, I'm very judgy. Oh, I hate everybody. I, I borderline, no, not everybody. I, it's, it's hard. I, I don't really laugh at stand up anymore unless it's something like off the cuff or someone's like crazy silly. I'm just kind of like, mm -hmm. especially if you see your friends do the same set over and over. It's like, of course, I think my friends are funny in person, but then when I see the set, I'm like, I'm sure the same with me too. Like they've seen my set. They're like, yeah, we get it you're flailing around on stage, big whoop. Like no one's like surprised anymore. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, if you see the same thing over and over, I feel like the, the punchline has already passed, right? Yeah, and I kind of like zone out at shows now because I'm like, I see so much of it, but I'm like, when I'm in person talking, I'm like having a hoot. Right. But then on stage, I'm like, yeah, it's fine. We've seen it. We know. <laughs> yeah. So what's the process like for you to like write a new routine? Like walk us through the whole the whole process of that. Um, it's, it's not like a new routine. It's more like a, a, if a new joke kind of comes in my head, like I don't like to do, I like to have a new, a new thing at least once a month. Otherwise it's very boring to do stand up. But like, I try to like, if something happens and I'll try to like, 
I'll say it on stage a couple of times and try to like morph that into a, a new joke and then I'll try to structure it more. But there's like kind of two different comics, comics that like write everything out and comics that kind of like write on stage where they like talk it out while they're performing. And I'm definitely more of that person. Cause I, if I just sit and just like, mm, it doesn't really come out. But if I'm like on stage doing it, things will come out. Or if I'm like weirdly when I'm in the shower, that's when I can like, I'm wasting a lot of water, but that's when I'm, I'm mostly, I'm like thinking of things or like wording them properly or like saying them out loud. But it's kind of like, there's no real structure or rhyme or reason to it. It's kind of like, if you have a new idea, I'll work on that for a bit. If it works, I'll keep it in the act. If not, I'll just kind of throw it away. And that's, we tried it. I'll, I'll try it like probably three times. And if the bit's not working at all, then I'll like, I'll, I might put it away for later and like try to come back to it in a couple months. But usually I, it, that's it. Do you try to like approach it from a different, like you change the tone, you change the pitch, or it's like, it is what it is. It's it kind of is what it is. Like if the premise is just not working, I'm like, I'm not going to yeah. force this down people's throat if they're not, they're not loving this idea. Right. And, and, and so is I had a joke. What was the example I was using? Oh my God. Now I can't remember what the fuck it was. Oh, uh, that, do you know the show American Murder? His wife and his two oh, kids. Oh, yes, he has Netflix. Okay. That, yeah. That, yeah, Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, I was trying to do a joke where I was like, like, you know how he like, he killed the wife like right away. It was like, it was fucked up. It was a very fucked up thing. So also I bring that up. People are already like, okay, where's this bit going? And then I was like, I'm like, if that was me, I'm like, I'm annoying. I'm like, I would have been ragging on him all the time. Like he would not have just done a one and done. He would have chained me to the radiators. There would have been days and days of torturing. Like, and then people were like, no, we don't love this bit. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this bit sucks. And this bit. So I did that like three times. I'm like, I thought it was very funny. And like, I told a couple of friends and they were laughing, but I was like, yeah, your friends can find it funny, but the audience is like, no, this is too much. Too much. No, Maybe in like a dark. longer set, I could do it because hmm. people at that point got to know who I was as a comedian and then do it. But like in like a short 10 minute set, people are like, I don't know what this woman's saying. I don't like it. <laughs> and I do not like it. I don't care for it. <laughs> so is, is like the, the feedback meter is just if people aren't laughing. You just, you mm. basically, that's, that's it. it. Huh. That's it. Yeah. If people laugh and they don't laugh. That's it. I'm picturing like a, like a cartoon, like a laugh meter you know, is that kind of, yeah, if you get like, if you get like a little chuckle, like, do we, do we keep no, the content? Chuckle, no, I don't keep. I, no. I need to have a big reaction or I work with, like, if I, if I do a set, and I don't like kill in my head, I bombed. So I have to like, because I have like such a high standard for myself now that I'm like, if I'm not killing all the time, I'm like, well, what's wrong? I've killed before. How, how am I not doing this? Well, I, I got to work something out or like figure something out. Yeah. But what if, what if the crowd just sucks? Like, what if it's just like a shitty, well, yeah, boring sometimes, yeah, yeah. If everybody like there's, there's times like that where it's like, if everybody's bombing, you're like, well, uh-huh. it's not me or I get cocky. I'm like, well, I'll get them. And then you don't get them. I'm like, no, oh, you didn't get them. But like, there's sometimes we're like, I'm sure I did last week. There's two comedians who went up and did very well. And I was like watching and I really did not like their type of comedy. I, I found it very hack. It was like premises I've heard a million times worded the same way I've heard many times. The setup was like, very like classic stand-up comedy. I was like, eh, and they were murdering. Like they were killing so hard. I was like, oh, this crowd's not going to love me. And then they didn't. And I was like, yeah, well, you know, maybe, maybe people want hack jokes. And then I got like all in my head and I was like, don't go down that road. And then it's, it's a lot. Yeah. How much, how much of being a comedian is just like being able to be confident, like stay present. Cause I, I would imagine you're sitting there, you're watching them laugh the other people. You're thinking, okay, they're going to like this joke. They're not. And then you get up there and now you're just way in your head about it. Yeah. I get in my head pretty quickly, especially if I like do like a, if, if my first like two jokes don't do well, I'm like, well, we're fucked now. Cause then you're like, you're really having to dig yourself out. I like doing something where I'm like, I get them. And then I'll like lose them in the middle. Then I'll get them back even higher. Like that's fun. Especially if I'm doing like a longer set and I have time to like fuck around and do more shit. 
Because that I think is a bigger feat than like getting them, completely losing them, and then getting them right back again. Like that's that's harder than I think getting them and keeping them. Yeah, uh, yeah. Take them on like a roller coaster. Yeah, make yeah, them yeah. make them feel like they're they're working for it. Yes. Yeah. No, that's intense. I mean, I think it would seem like being comedian is like pretty vulnerable job because I feel like you're constantly mm. kind of selling yourself. Like you're not just. Yes, that's exactly what it is. You're literally selling yourself nonstop. Everything you say, every move you make, people are just staring at you and judging you. Right. Like you're giving them the ability to sit there and be a judge. Be like, yeah. yes, no. Yeah. And you're like, I know what's going to happen. You know, they, they know that if they don't laugh, I'm going to feel bad. And they know that if I, they do laugh, that I'm going to feel good. Like they, they, they're in complete control. Is that hard? Like, like do you have to, like, how, how do you, how do you handle that? How do you like I'm, mentally? I, now I don't even notice it anymore. Like <laughs> I, I, I'm literally on stage so much. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Like I don't really notice it, but like, I, I, I new comics. It's hard. It's hard to like, it took me a long time to figure out. I mean, I think technically we are in control, but like if you let the audience control you, like there's the other day I was, I had a set and it was doing a little bit weird, but I was like, I was having so much fun. Cause they, they felt like weird about it. And I was like, I don't give a shit. And like, I heard like the comics laughing. So I was like, I don't give a fuck. Like if I can get the comics to laugh really hard and like the tech guy, like the people that worked at the club world dying. And I was like that, I know I'm being funny right now. I know I'm not this is not not funny. But like, is it, do you, does it ever just get to you where you're like, I'm, I'm going to quit? Like, this is not for me and I suck. Oh, I mean, sure. Yeah, that, that, that roams through the head uh, constantly. Any, any big ball, like Dubai, I was like, huh, five shows. And none of them were very fun. I was like, this is, and then as soon as I got back, I did shows out here and I was like, oh, okay, I'm funny again. So I think you just need to, if like, yeah, if I was ever, you know, my career wasn't moving in like a trajectory, I, I think I would not be doing it anymore. But I feel like I have been, you know, yeah. moving up and um, at a good pace. So I'm like, I, I do think that. And I also, at this point, I don't think I can do anything else. Like I'm, I'm a psychopath. I, I don't know what else I could do. Like this is it. I, I also don't have a fallback. So truly, you're, this is it. You're this all is, in. <laughs> this is it. Is there a timeline for like comedian? Like I feel like in the rest of Hollywood, it's like the, it gets harder as you get older because people they hate the old people. I guess. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You get does Botox. that happen in comedy? That's what I do. Oh yeah, yeah, I have Botox now. I just got Botox. I filled in my 11s last week. Um, looks great. Got these filled in. You never know. No, like, you're, yeah. Looking at my face, you wouldn't know I had Botox. Full Botox. Um, I think you think there's an age on it, maybe for acting and stuff. I, I don't know. I'm trying to tell myself there isn't because otherwise I will not be mentally well but I, I think um I think there's space for older people and I'm gonna take that space up <laughs> yeah. yeah no definitely and and like do you so when you're doing stand-up it's like pretty different than when you're doing like uh you're writing or doing the other forms like acting and things like that do you kind of like them equally or do you prefer stand-up or where do you see yourself I my ideal goal would be to be on like a tv show uh-huh. I love going to set I love acting it's so fun it's like it's also way like acting is not a lot of work you go to set, you know your lines, you muck around, you do them, people laugh, that's it, you go home. Like stand-up, it's like, I'm out at night, especially like, I'm, I'm, I love stand-up, but I'm like, I've been doing it for so long. I'm like, I would love to like, you know, do, be on a show and then just do like a big tour once a year and then like still do shows like bop around, but like, it's a lot. It's a lot to be doing shows like, uh, last week I had like two shows a night and I'm driving all over and I'm getting home at like midnight. My dog's like, what the hell? I'm like, I know I'm tired. It's like, it was like crazy, but I'm like, of course I love it, but I'm like, you know, I'm, I would ideally love to just be like write my own show and make my own hours and hire my own writing team and, you know, yeah, voice it, you know, be in it, all that stuff. Yeah. That's like, that's the dream. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. That's, I feel like I could see that for you. Like, I, I mean, you have a very I mean, u- yeah, universal. We're, uh, we're, we're pitching shows. We're waiting on yeses and no's. It's a whole thing. You know, it's yeah. a whole, the whole thing. 
Yeah. And since you said before, you get rejection just like all the time. Like, how do you handle that? Or or it's just, it rolls off of you. At this it point. rolls off you at this point, especially like, because like, especially with acting out here, I know that like most stuff is like specifically a look. And I know I have a specific look. I have a mullet now. It's like a whole thing. So I know that I'm booking specific things. Um, but it's stuff that when it hurts when you think you're going to book it. Like there's this, literally this commercial. I have a joke about now, but it was like, they were looking for a woman who looks like a troll. And I didn't book it. And I was like, how did I book that? And then I like, <laughs> I creeped the girl who did book it. And I was so mad. So I was like, uh, she actually doesn't look like a troll. I do. And then I found out that she knew somebody in casting. And I was like, well, that's, it's all who you know in this fucking city. It's literally <laughs> 90% of acting is who you know. Couldn't even get the troll role. Like but, and I was, I was pissed. Cause I looked at her and I was like, She's actually like really pretty. I'm not saying I'm ugly, but I'm like, I look more trolly than she does. You like, get more troll energy. Yeah, I have way more troll energy. It was crazy. Damn. That's yeah. the nepotism is just like it's savage. Not, it's so savage. It's really savage. <laughs> what is like, where does the TikTok piece come in? And when you think about like your career, because that's obviously got to be like a relatively newer thing. Like when did you start doing the TikTok? Yeah, uh, two years, the beginning of the pandemic. I moved home with my parents and I was like, I need something to distract myself from staring at my parents all day long. Uh, so I started doing TikTok and I, I don't think it really is helping the career. Hmm. It's not like it's not helping, but it's like, I don't know what I'm, I'm not getting paid well off of it. And I'm shadow banned again, uh, for Lord knows what <sighs> reason. So it pisses me off. So now I'm like, I'm not even using the app cause I'm annoyed. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The, the, the followers don't translate to any other form of social media they don't go to my instagram or my t or my twitter so it's like they don't know what i'm touring or anything so it's like hmm. i don't really know i'm trying to get them I'm like go to instagram get over there go to instagram please but yeah they're not. that's interesting i mean that's that's how i discovered you i i don't i forget which like little bit you did but i was like oh this girl's fucking hilarious um and then checked oh, you really? out okay well then, then yeah. maybe this helped my career <laughs> one mean, one it. test case there you go one test case i i, <laughs> I know I, I have a lot of followers on there which is great but i'm like not, they're all people are like when you perform like fucking follow me on instagram i'm performing yeah. all of the time like right now in my bio I just, it says that i have like my show is gonna have an awesome to be like i do live shows i come i'm sure they'll, they'll come thinking i'm gonna be doing my character marcy because it's all anyone thinks i do like i said going live on tiktok we're like where's marcy i'm like i'm marcy it's this <laughs> i don't know what to tell you this is me i'm her that's it <laughs> that's funny yeah i'm pretty sure whatever video i saw it was i think it was you being marcy but it's, it's a funny oh, stick i like it um like so what's the process of like getting your career going in comedy. How do you start, like you think you're funny and then how do you go from that to actually making money and making a career? You literally have to do a million comedy shows. Like if you want to do stand up, that's all your life is. You're, it's not once a week, it's not once a month. You are out as a beginner doing at least two open mics a night. Like when I first started doing comedy, it was like, you had to be out, you have to get that five minutes going. You have to get like, you have to meet people. You have to get introduced to people. You have to go to shows, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm whatever to like the producers. Like it's, it's, it's literally nonstop. It's nonstop. You're just pushing it's, yourself it's, out there. It's literally you and you have to get the time and you have to get comfortable on stage. You have to find your own voice. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's nonstop. You just have to do shows after shows after shows. That's all it is for the first, like the first eight years, which is nonstop shows. Then you get like a big festival under your belt. You do well at that. And then it's like, it's a slow trajectory, but you have to keep, it's a nonstop work. You can't just get to a point where you're like, oh, okay, I'm funny now. It's like, no, you're, you need more material. You can't keep doing that same five minutes. People are going to get bored of it. You have to do more shit now. Right. Right. So it's not stop. It's a lot of, it's a lot of yeah. live performance. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of pressure. Do you ever look yeah. back at your, your material from eight years ago and be like, that was not funny. Oh yeah. I have albums out. I'm like, Ooh, the first album. Yikes. <laughs> even it's, even it's the way I deliver now. My delivery <laughs> is just different and it's just more 
Oh yeah, it, it, it really, it's also, practice doesn't make perfect. Like it does, it, it's nonstop. Like how, how do you think that you, like what's your delivery? How has it changed? Like I'm, I'm more confident now. I have better joke structure. I like know when to, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like my stage presence has just calmed down. It's still like manic, but I've definitely calmed down a bit. Um, it's all, yeah, all from just doing it over and over and over. Like I literally last week, I think I had seven shows and now I'm going to Austin on Wednesday and I have, I'm headlining eight shows. Two, four, six, eight. Yeah. So it's a lot. Do you sleep? Mm, I haven't this week. <laughs> I, <laughs> no wonder time. you have strep for two weeks. Yeah, like, I, oh, Jesus. That, oh, that's exactly why. No, that's exactly why. My mom was like, you haven't stopped. Like, I actually haven't stopped. Yeah. That's crazy. That mm-hmm. is insane. Is there, so would you say like, obviously it's an art, but is there like a little bit of a science to comedy as well? Like, is there, you know, you're mentioning like a joke structure, like, is there more kind I of. I think so. Especially now with like social media, there's definitely a science, like figuring out viral videos and figuring out ways to market yourself. And like, yeah, I think it's, it's a combo of a, a weird science and, and the talent, but mm-hmm. there are also some people slip through the cracks. Some unfunny people slip through the cracks and they have careers and you wonder how and you get mad and then you realize you can't get mad because everybody has their own path. And, you know, it's, it's a lot, it's a big mental game. Yeah. It really is a big, like it's, it's every day being like, okay, you new day, you gotta do this. Like it's like, especially with, with TikTok and like viral shit, it's like, you can go viral overnight, but I'm like, can you also, I think you gotta be hot, <laughs> which uh, I'm lacking in that department. I'm trying, you know, we got Botox. We're getting a perfect trainer here. Um, but I just see a lot of like, you know, People like hot people. People like looking at attractive people. They just love, they just enjoy it. So it's, we're trying the hot ass. It's not going to happen. We're going to keep to the wigs and Marcy's going to come back out. Even though some people like Marcy, people seem to think Marcy's hot, but they're scary. They're very scary men. Scary men with Confederate flags. They're like, come to Ohio. I'm like, I'll never go to Ohio because I don't want to <laughs> die. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, thank you, sir. No, thank Jeez. you. Wow. But like, did you, did you take like acting classes, comedy classes? Like, you know, like yeah, someone I'm, just- yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, the where I started the Humber comedy program had like acting, mm-hmm. voice work, writing classes. But I, I, I tell everybody, you don't need classes. Acting, you do if you want to become an actor. I'd say mm-hmm. definitely take acting classes. But uh, as a comedian, you just need stage time. You mm-hmm. need to go out and watch comedy. You need to be on stage doing it. You need to be writing. You need to be at the open mics once a day, literally. That's it becomes your whole life. You can't just be like, I'm a comedian on the side. No, you, if you want to be a comedian, that it takes over your entire life. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn. What's what's your least favorite part of being a comedian? Least favorite part? Um, I guess men being scared of me. <laughs> Truly. So many guys like either don't want to date me when they find I'm a comedian. They unmatch me on, on, on Tinder or Bumble. Um, men are terrified of me using them as material. Terrified. And I always say, I'm like, if you do something bad, yes. I will I will, I, I will roast I will. you. I will. If you do if you're a nice man, no, no need. Not funny. Right. It's not, it's not funny. Hey, I had the best date ever last night. I ate me up for an hour. The crowd would be like, what? Ew. We don't care. Like, why would you? That's not funny. No one cares. They want to hear about your struggle. They want to feel better about themselves. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. No, we, we want the ghosting content. We want, yes, we want to, we, we want to roast. Yes. Was it Thomas? Thomas. Fucking Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> asshole. He, he uh, really is an asshole. He <laughs> truly is an asshole. It's crazy. Oh God. Um, I can't wait to just like allow this to be a platform for him to be roasted on. I, same. <laughs> Honestly, same. <laughs> um, so I have a few questions that I ask like everyone. Um, mm-hmm. So, and I think we kind of covered a little bit of this, but I always ask like, when you were growing up, what did you want to be? Like, you know, when, they, when you're like kindergarten, they're like, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like, what did you write on that? On that, paper? I literally wrote nurse. 
Okay. And I think it's because I've watched a lot of like cartoons where like a sexy nurse would walk out in a small little elf. And I'm like, Ooh, I want to be that. And then I immediately found out that you have to change people's diapers and wipe their butts. And I was like, no, we're not doing that. That's, that's the opposite of what I want to do. Not for me. Not for yeah. me. And then, no. and then it sort of went into the, into the comedy thing after that. Yeah. 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 Got you. And if you had to answer that question now, like, you know, as you grow up, what, what would you say you want to be as you grow up? Uh, I guess, um, this still this career I, I want to be I want to be a and I always say like I, ne- I never wanted to be like you know the kind of famous where like you stop on the street and TMZ's up your ass if, if TMZ ever comes near me I will spit in their face I fucking hate TMZ I want like I always use the example of David Cross he's like a very funny stand-up he's a very funny sketch performer he's a very funny character actor and it's like you see David Cross on the street you'll be like is that David Cross oh huh. and that's it you're not gonna go up you might ask him for an autograph. You're not going to bug him. No one cameras are following him around. That's it. If he's on a red carpet, you're like, is that no one's like hounding him? Like that's that. Yeah. I just want to be a paid comedian and do what I love. That's it. I don't want to retire in two years. Like I, I want to keep doing this forever. I just like, I want, I want, ideally I want to like buy property and um, have more docs. That's basically my dream. Yeah, that's that's, it. <laughs> that's, that's all. It. That's all I want. I'm like, that's I just want to buy a big ranch, get a bunch of dogs in there, and literally, that's all I want. Me and my friend joke every day that we want to move to the woods and just have a farm of golden retrievers, and that's that. <laughs> that sounds that's like pure pure serotonin. Yeah, that sounds beautiful. Yes. <laughs> um, and so, how would you define happiness? Deep question. Deep question. How I define happiness? Um, God, that's a hard one. I guess. How do I define happiness? I don't know it's not easy to say following your dreams, but like, I guess doing something that makes you feel good. Like when I'm, I'm at my happiest, when I'm on stage making people laugh and I can see their reactions and then people come to me after and like, thank me. That's when I'm at my happiest where I'm like, when I know I'm like doing some kind of a service, I guess. I yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm at my happiest when I'm on stage killing is, is what yeah. it is. Yeah. What is it about like getting laughs out of people that like fills you up? I don't know. I, I, I honestly... It's it's such a wild feeling because it's like you know that you're just connecting on a level with these people where they're super relating or they just find it so funny or like it's when you can get a whole room like in uproarious laughter. It's like it's like the best feeling. I don't know exactly how to explain it, but it's like it's it's a very good feeling. Yeah. No, it's I, you're doing. I feel like you're doing service to the world in like a different way. Yeah. You know, not yeah. like for. I know. Yeah, I know it's a different service, but it's like <laughs> but I, it's... I have a lot of women like reach out to me and like talk about things that I mentioned being like, I relate to that. And I'll let women talk. Like I always make jokes about having a big labia, um, make jokes. Yeah. Jokes. Um, and a lot of women like DM me and be like, thank you for saying that. It makes me feel better about mine. And I was like, Oh shit. Like once people start like saying stuff like that, and I have like a one woman show that I was working on before COVID and it'll come back at some point, but it's pretty serious. And I touch on some pretty uh, serious issues. I got like assaulted by a guy out here. I'm fine. Uh, but like people were like sobbing during me, like telling these stories. And then after wow. I got back to like doing these jokes or whatever, but they were like, it was such an emotional roller coaster. People were like, thank you for like talking about this. I've also been assaulted. Like it's, it's, it's insane how many women have been assaulted. Uh, men need to stop doing that. Um, mm-hmm. it's like to talk about it out loud and like, not, I wasn't making light of it, but like, even just to say it out loud, people felt like, you know, that made them feel good. So, you know. Just stop assaulting people. And uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. that'll make women, that'll make me happy when people <laughs> stop assaulting people. That's a good, uh, yeah. yeah, that's a good hill yeah. to die on. <laughs> yeah, just stop doing it. Just stop doing it. Yeah, I mean, that's that's sick though, to be able to like do something you love, make people laugh and also get to kind of 
make people feel comfortable, make people feel better about things yes. they've make experienced. Make people feel better I mean, about themselves. That that I like. Yeah. It's like all these things happen to me already. So it's like I I I'm past crazy things happening, but like if I can make fun of these situations, because what else am I gonna do? They've already happened, and make people feel better about themselves. I'm like that's that's the goal. I mean that's it. Yeah. Do you ever get um, like young female comedians looking, you know, looking towards you for advice or for mentorship? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. Not, not crazy now, but some. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. Cause I can imagine that's a hard place to start since yeah. the world yeah, is not as open. No, no, it's much better now. I feel like the women now coming up, I'm like, you guys have it I'm like much easier, but it is like, I used to like, it's still bad, but like there were so many times where I was like only woman, even in a room. And I was like, this is a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another question that I like to ask people that's sort of more out there, but um, in what ways do you feel most connected with your inner child? Like, I feel like, you know, there's a lot of like when you're younger, you're encouraged to do things that just bring you joy, but as an adult, maybe less so. But how do you feel like as an adult, you connect with your inner child? I think what what I do, comedy. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a moron. I, I literally like I was filming the day with my dog and I had a full bald cap on a wig two eyebrows and my mustache. And I just looked at my dog in a wig and I burst out laughing. I'm like, I'm, I'm a clown. Like, what am I doing right now? I'm like, I'm a 36 year old woman in a wig with my dog in a wig. I'm like, this is my life. Like, I think every day, every time I do something like stupid TikTok or whatever it is, I feel like I'm in touch with my inner child. Like just being an absolute carefree goof. Like I'm a goof. Yeah. Really, I'm an idiot. Like that's. It's amazing to be a goof for a living yeah, <laughs> to get paid for that. Literally, yeah. I'm, I'm jealous. Like, I think that's sick. I think that is kind of the, the dream, but it sweet. Is. Well, that is most of the questions that I have, you know, prepared, but I don't know if there's anything that you feel like we didn't talk about or things you'd like to touch on or anecdotes. I feel like we touched on it all. We did. We touched yeah. on a lot. We, we, we got COVID negative. We I roasted keep, Thomas. I keep, I keep looking at it. It's still negative. <laughs> it's, we're really excited. It's not going to just magically no, change. I'm really pumped yeah. up. Yeah. Feeling good. <laughs> feeling great. I'm amped for you. Yes, That's great. thank you. I got to do a self-tape now for some role. I'm probably not going to book another rejection. And then uh, that's that. That's sweet. So, to. yeah. So what's like, what's next for you? What's coming up on the horizon? Where can the, where can the fans find you? Um, I, I'm going to be in Austin all week. I don't know when this comes out, but I'll be in Austin uh, headlining the Creek and Cave. Then I'm uh, in Houston in the new year. Then I'm in Michigan. Uh, I'm around. She's everywhere. Bopping around. Yep, 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 yep. We're bopping. Dope. Yeah. Well, I always like to leave. You want to, you know, plug your social handles or plug anything. Yeah, follow me on Instagram <laughs> at Steph Tolev, T-O-L-E-V on Instagram. I post way more on there. And then you'll see if I'm in your town. If you want to see me do live. Yeah. Check her out. She's she's funny. She's a funny, funny I lady. I am. I'm a funny <laughs> comedian. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> awesome. Well, this was great. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on. It was just Thanks awesome getting getting to know you. And yeah, I'm super excited to see all the, the dope things you're going to do next. And hopefully Thank one day a, a show of your own. Thank you.